0: We
1: have a it is Atlanta's evening, afternoon, late afternoon, however you want to call it, news. <laughs> You're welcome, it's Eric Erickson here. Uh, the phone number, 404 872 wsb talk Glad to have you with me as I clear my throat on this allergy day. I I hate to say it, but we may need a little bit of rain just to get some of the pollen out of the air. The vice president is in town for David Perdue, uh, going to highlight jobs and economic growth. Uh, none of this is actually going to do much good as the media is still fixated on President Trump and his statements about uh, John McCain. Uh, again, I continue to maintain it was an unforced error on the president's part to go after McCain yesterday in Lima, uh, Ohio, because he had such a great economic story to tell. And the story's not getting told because the president decided to do what he did about John McCain. But the vice president here in Georgia highlighting again economic growth and opportunity and, and the federal government workforce and federal government efficiencies brought by the Trump administration and highlighting David Perdue, which is a big thing for the Republicans to have the vice president in uh, the city. I realized I I pulled up the map myself just so I can see all the red lines. Uh, Traffic is gross out there. We will give ample opportunity to check traffic this evening. I will do as best I can to do due diligence on the clock. It's a mess out there, a mess in large part because a vice presidential motorcade, almost as big a deal as a presidential motorcade trying to get the vice president in and out of town. It highlights, though, the issue of David Perdue and his reelection in 2020. It also highlights the problems within the Republican Party in Georgia. Just so you know, I have said on Twitter, I'll I'll say here as well, uh, that if I'm not a delegate to the Republican convention, if I was... I would be supporting David Schaefer. David Schaefer is the former executive director of the Republican Party, longtime ranking member in in the state Senate, ran for lieutenant governor, lost to Jeff Duncan. David Schaefer knows how to win elections in Georgia for the Republicans. And uh, I'm very fascinated by a thread from Dana Lash on Twitter about the Republican Party in Texas and others chiming in around the country how the Democratic parties around the country are investing very heavily in technology. For example, here in Georgia, the Democratic Party has invested in technology now where, as votes are happening in the state legislature, uh, activists are getting text messages in their districts. So, for example, you have a Republican. Take P.K. Martin in Gwinnett County, a good guy in the state Senate. Uh, It's a district that is now very much a swing district. He is planning on voting for the fetal heartbeat legislation, and Democratic activists there are all getting text messages about his vote uh, to try to bring pressure on him, as are others. Democrats heavily invested in technology, Uh, very much like the technology I deploy on this show to get you guys to connect to your state legislators and uh, to grassroots activists around the state. The Democrats are doing that. The Republican Party, not so much. Uh, They're not laying the groundwork for 2020. They're not laying the groundwork in the suburbs. Uh, They're actually trying to find a new chairman for the party who gets this stuff. Schaefer intuitively gets this stuff. Uh, Highly recommend him. If you are a delegate to the state convention, highly, highly recommend you uh, vote for David Schaefer. The, The significance of the vice president here now, March 21st, 2019, well before a Republican primary, let alone a general election in 2020 for David Perdue. David Perdue and President Trump's fortunes tied to each other in Georgia. It is significant to have the vice president come in here right now giving media exposure favorable exposure we hope to david uh, purdue notice it's the vice president coming not the president coming uh, it is a it's a very big deal and it signifies the Republicans intend to take Georgia seriously in 2020. They have to. It's going to be a treated as a swing state, particularly with the news of Joe Biden potentially considering Stacey Abrams out of the gate as a running mate. I want to talk to you about that. There are a few angles here to consider I'm not exactly sure that this is a totally legit story. There's an angle here we should explore. Now, uh, the situation with the uh, with Stacey Abrams and Joe Biden, if you will recall, Stacey Abrams met with Joe Biden last week. Uh, That apparently has got Joe Biden thinking maybe they should go on, come out early and say Stacey Abrams is going to be his vice presidential pick. That would be unheard of. The only time this has really happened is uh, when Ted Cruz, towards the end of the Republican primary, primary, trying to drum up some opposition to Donald Trump, united with Carly Fiorina in a ticket, ran as running mates against Donald Trump, and it didn't work. There are a great many people out there today saying this sounds somewhat desperate. It sounds very much like Joe Biden is trying to prove that he could... Uh, he would have a responsible partner in the race with him who could take the reins of the presidency if something were to happen to him because he is old. He's older than Donald Trump. He he would be the oldest person running for president. The problem here is that if Joe Biden wants to convey to the Democrats that he's responsible and that Joe Biden could uh, do this, and that he would have a responsible running mate to hand the reins off to, he's making Stacey Abrams an issue out of the gate. And in the last several months, what has Stacey Abrams done? Well, uh, in the run-up to the November election, she came out uh, and insulted farmers in South Georgia right after a devastating hurricane wiped out their crops. She went on The View and was not opposed to gun confiscation. And after the election... She said that she really didn't have a problem with illegal aliens voting. So if Joe Biden comes out right now and were to do something like this, he would not only be having to deal with all of his past issues, he would also have to do, deal with Stacey Abrams' issues. And his team, I, I assure I I don't know that you guys understand this. Um, I, I don't mean that insultingly, by the way. I just, I don't know that we don't talk about it. It doesn't enter the conversation. I'm not sure if you understand When someone runs for president, by and large, Donald Trump is one of the few exceptions to do this, by and large, when a candidate runs for president, before they formally announce they run for president, they have hired a private investigator to investigate themselves. The reason they do this is they want to plan for all of the opposition research. You know, I've run candidates for now. I've never run a president for office. I've run people for congressional offices. I've run people for statewide offices, for state Senate, state House offices. And typically what you do is when you're beginning to map out your campaign, you sit in a room with your very closest friends and family, the people who can tell you the bad things about you, the people who can tell you your annoying habits. The people who can tell you the things you do that annoy them, the people who will give you blunt advice and you sit in a room with them and you go through every possible bad thing people are going to come after you at, at the level of a, uh, U S Senate campaign at the level of a presidential campaign, you hire opposition researchers and investigators to investigate every aspect of your life so that they can come to this group and share with them all of the dirt that if they were running against you, they would drop. And what your goal is, is to spend time often in a week long retreat going through each of the pieces of opposition research and saying, here's how we're going to respond to each of these things. By now, Joe Biden has had a meeting with Joe Biden and the rest of his family, uh, his surviving children and close friends and political advisors, and they have come up with a strategy to deal with the uh, inevitable Democratic attack on how he handled Anita Hill. They have come up with uh, the responses to the inevitable Democratic attack on Joe Biden being opposed to busting in the 1970s. They have reminded Joe Biden of every major vote he took in the United States Senate so that, for example, on the busing issue or the Anita Hill issue, he can pivot to his civil rights record. Uh, they can uh, remind him of all of his pro-life votes. Yes, Joe Biden used to be a pro-life Democrat. They can remind him of all of those votes and remind him of how he shifted and his votes in favor of Planned Parenthood funding and abortion rights and pro-abortion judges. Uh, They can do all these things and they've sat down and they figured this out. They haven't done that on Stacey Abrams. They haven't had time to do that on Stacey Abrams. That's why I don't think this will actually happen, because you bring in Stacey Abrams in this way, someone who was a state representative in Georgia, never was a governor, never was a senator, never was in Congress, never was at a federal office, you're going to bring her in, tack her onto the campaign at the very beginning? And who says she wants to? Stacey Abrams is deeply ambitious. If Stacey Abrams were to do this with Joe Biden, she immediately makes an enemy of the two million other Democrats who are running for president. So if something happens to Joe Biden, there's no guarantee. And frankly, if Joe Biden does this, the other Democrats have a very upfront argument that he wouldn't be doing this if he was healthy. He wouldn't be doing this except he's too old to run. I don't see it happening. If it happens, I think it's a mistake up front. I think it's a mistake. I think it hurts Stacey Abrams and her ambitions. The Democrats really want her to run against David Perdue. She really wants to run for governor again. I mean, she said how much she doesn't like Brian Kemp. She's angry with Brian Kemp. She 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 wants revenge on Brian Kemp. Sounds very, very deep deeply bitter and angry. I think this would be a mistake. But the fact that it's in play says that Joe Biden understands his number one weakness is his age. And he's got to find a way to compensate. Not all of us sleep the same way. 63% of Americans sleep on their sides. I'm one of them. I, I go from one side to the other. I fall asleep on my back. I wake up in the morning. I'm on my side. My butterfly pillow gives you the support in the places you need it most. It keeps your neck, spine, and alignment throughout the night, even if you switch sides like I do. My butterfly pillow and it's called my butterfly pillow. It's patented sleep technology. It elevates your head to where you need it. It includes a place to fit your arm and a pillow and a pillow for your ear. It's soft. It's comfortable. Listen, this is a pillow for people who get sleep. It's a pillow for people who get how I sleep. It's a pillow for you. The height is even adjustable to get the right height for you. And you know, I I also endorse the the calm app. My kids use it to go to sleep. Do you fall asleep with white noise or meditative sounds? Get this. The My Butterfly Pillow, it has a Bluetooth-adapted night owl speaker, so you can listen to music, sounds, or even a smart TV. Seriously, it connects into Bluetooth. You can listen to music while you fall asleep. I do that, particularly when I'm taking naps. Listeners to the show can save $30 off the list price of $129. You use code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at checkout, and you'll get My Butterfly Pillow for just $99 and free shipping in the continental United States. You go to MyButterflyPillow.com, you enter code ERIC at checkout, you save $30 and get free shipping. That's MyButterflyPillow.com. The checkout code is ERIC. You will get a better night's sleep, you'll get a better nap, you'll just get a better sleep experience with My Butterfly Pillow. Let's go to the phones, 404-872-0750, wsb talk Anthony in Atlanta is up first. Welcome.
0: Hey, Eric. How are you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Pretty good. I just wanted to make a comment. I was listening to you talk about uh, Joe Biden tapping uh Stacey Abrams, from the vice president. I believe I can see some validity to that because uh, Stacey checks off a couple boxes for him. First off, she's female. She's a minority, so that'll help him with that in the primary end. Joe seems more of a a moderate-type Democrat to a lot of people, and Stacey Abrams has a lot of positions to the left of him, so I believe that he's thinking that she'll help him uh, through a primary and end up getting the nomination because she'll appeal to more people that he really necessarily can't reach, and I just wanted to see what you thought about
1: that. I don't disagree with your analysis at all. My question, though, is for Democrats, when they're looking around, uh, why do they need Joe Biden plus one? I mean, they're, they're there to choose a presidential nominee. Uh, so why do they need Joe Biden plus one? Because when you're in the Democratic primary, you got two million candidates to choose from. Why Joe Biden plus Stacey as opposed to just Kamala Harris? Why Joe Biden plus Stacey as opposed to Beto O'Rourke? Why, why Joe Biden plus Stacey as opposed to Bernie Sanders? Why, why Joe Biden plus Stacey as opposed to Elizabeth Warren? It, it, it seems like the, the Biden plus one... Uh, isn't as compelling a package as just the candidate. Uh, Biden signaling that he's got to run with someone early uh, is a big red flag that he's too old and he's too moderate for the primary voters. I totally agree with your analysis, Anthony. I completely agree with you. Uh, Biden can run an appeal to the mainstream Democrats who haven't gone left and say, hey, I got a progressive activist. Uh, who is also minority and female for my vice presidential candidate. But I think they're all going to look around and say, why do we have to have that package when we can have just a perfect candidate? Hello there. It is Eric Erickson and the phone number here at Atlanta's Evening News, 404 W.S.B. Talk. A reminder that uh, Vice President Pence is in town. He's headed to a fundraiser for David Perdue. He's down by the airport right now touring an ICE facility. Uh, not ICE as in the the cold substance, but Immigration and Customs Enforcement. He will be heading up into the Buckhead area. The Secret Service does not release the route. We don't know which way he's going to go. It will be tying up traffic. You will want to stick with us. So we are the only people in the entire city with the helicopter in the air. Uh, able to monitor this traffic. So you'll want to stick with us. Now, let us uh, dive deep into the fetal heartbeat legislation. John Albers, the state senator, uh, emailed me this morning. He was uh, perturbed with me, I'll put it that way, uh, that I had listed him yesterday as undecided. Listen, I talk to a lot of outside groups because I don't have enough time in my day uh, to be able to cover Uh, and understand and appreciate all the goings on in the state legislature. I got to pay attention to the local state, national, everything. So I spent a lot of time talking to good conservatives, uh, and the outside groups who are paid to study this stuff and know what's going on. And multiple ones of them were saying Albers was undecided. He assures me he is not undecided. He assures me he is pro-life and will be supporting the fetal heartbeat legislation. Uh, There are still others in the state Senate who probably do need some pressure. Um, uh, Chuck Huffsettler, I am told, may be undecided. Uh, I'm not sure if he's come out in favor of it or not yet. Uh, John Kennedy in the mid-state, my state senator, uh, listed as undecided, I'm told. Butch Miller uh, is undecided. Mike Dugan is undecided. Maybe they've all come over now. I don't know. The governor's office has become involved in this issue. The governor's office is pushing for passage of this legislation. The Senate has toned down the legislation somewhat from the House. Ed Setzler called in yesterday. If you want to understand some of the parameters, this bill is not just about uh, the regulation of abortion after the child uh, has his own heartbeat, separate and distinct from his mother's. What the legislation does is it recognizes That once a child has her own heartbeat, separate and independent from her mother's, uh, she is a human being. And scientifically, that's indisputable. Scientifically, a child in the womb with her own heartbeat is a separate and distinct human being with separate and distinct DNA. So what the fetal heartbeat legislation would do is say at that point, by the way, uh, 95% of children who uh, reach the stage of developing an independent heartbeat from their mother are born into the world. And so the legislation would say at that point, uh, if there's a father who is uninvolved and doesn't want to help the mother cover the cost of pregnancy, uh, he can be considered a deadbeat dad and will have to step up and help cover the cost of the pregnancy. So... A lady who has gotten pregnant, who is unwed, will be able to uh, require the father of the child to go on and start supporting the child once the child is an independent life with his own heartbeat and his own DNA. Likewise, uh, they, the family, the mother, the, the, if they're married, the family will get the tax deduction, they will get the tax break for the child. Uh, because it is a child and that is a living human being, It is a living human being to be born into a uh, home. That home, that family will get the tax break for having a child because they have a child. The child may not be walking around or crawling around, but there's a child there. They're having to pay to go to the doctor. They're having to pay for the visits to the doctor. They're going to have to pay for the hospital visits. So go on and give them the tax deduction or, or the tax break now for having the child. What the legislation does is it legally begins to set the parameters for a child who has his own heartbeat and his own DNA is a child. It's a scientific fact, and it is a scientific fact that will be recognized by state law. You would think the hordes of Mordor have come out of the Black Gate to tear down the world over this legislation. It is insane, the hate in the state legislature in fact a memo went out the other day encouraging people to keep their children under the state legislature because the abortion activists are in the legislature uh chanting profanity uh yelling f-bombs at members of the state legislature Saying all sorts of awful things in there, it, it is not a family-friendly environment. At the le- now, of course, I, my view is it's never family-friendly when the legislature's in town. You got to lock up your daughters and hide your wallets. But in this case, it, it, even more so, uh, it is not a family-friendly environment at the state legislature right now. You go down there, you're liable to hear women yelling the the c word or the f word in the state legislature, yelling at members of the state legislature. It, it's amazing to me. How abortion rights activists do try to often remind us that they are uh, tools of dark forces and their quest to kill children. Uh, and it, they they want to prove themselves as vulgar and profane as possible. And all the legislature is doing is putting into law scientific fact that when a child has her own heartbeat and her own DNA, she is a child. And the law should recognize that and give the family all of the benefits of having that child um, as the child is developing in the womb. So this will be before the legislature, before the state Senate tomorrow. And you are encouraged. I do not have an actual alert set up. There are so many outside groups doing it. I did not feel the need to also duplicate the efforts of other conservative groups out there. Uh, But understand Planned Parenthood is pouring tons of money into the state to try to kill this legislation. Now, if you're wondering uh, where this facility is, that the vice president is, I've, I've got it pulled up on my map right now. If you know where the Georgia Soccer Park is off Camp Creek Parkway, uh, it's in that area. You know where the big shopping center is on Camp Creek. You've got the Target down there, American Signature Furniture, the Hibbet Sports, uh, all that area. That is where the ice facility is, and that is where the vice president is. I'm I'm looking at the map right now. Yeah, it is. It is just a mess and. He is apparently headed north. Uh, we don't know exactly which direction he's going or where everything is, but it's going to tie up traffic downtown. Now, the phone number here, 404-872-0750, wsb talk uh, This fetal heartbeat legislation, it is going to be before the state Senate tomorrow. They have made changes. The bill came over from the House of Representatives. One of the issues with the Speaker of the House, uh, Republicans behind the scenes say they would like to get rid of him, but Uh, They're also privately acknowledging that this pressure on the Speaker over his um, delaying trials for bad people has gotten the Speaker to help push this legislation, and they believe in ways the Speaker would not have otherwise done so. Uh, So one of the byproducts of the scandal with the Speaker is that he is actually – uh, being useful in advancing some conservative legislation he would normally try to kill, this, the fetal heartbeat legislation being it. Interestingly enough, uh, major businesses in the state aren't coming out aggressively against this, unlike the religious liberty legislation, primarily because a majority of voters in the state of Georgia and a majority of voters nationwide consider themselves pro life, and a majority of women, according to Pew, An independent, objective, good surveyor, a majority of women, according to Pew, support restrictions on abortion once a child has his own heartbeat. So there's nothing in this legislation that really deviates from popular opinion surveys. Now the Democrats will have you believe because they have to have you believe and remember the media is to the left on this issue. It's overwhelmingly the media as a whole is much more pro-abortion than the American public. And so most media also like guns. Uh the media on guns. The media is championing New Zealand banning uh AR-15s claiming the military assault weapons which they're not and they're cheering New Zealand, why can't we do that in this country? The The media tends to be overwhelmingly uh, pro-gun control and pro-abortion, much more so than your average person. And so the media narrative uh, on this fetal heartbeat legislation is that it's going to be unpopular. It's going to hand the Democrats the state legislature. Well, the media would say that because the media is totally pro-abortion. But the polling doesn't back them up on this. The polling suggests This actually is very, very supportive by women in the suburbs. Here is Republicans going to win. So don't believe the negative media stories about this and Republicans in the state legislature being overwhelmed by outside money, not even money from in-state, NARAL, Planned Parenthood, other abortion groups from around the country pouring money into Georgia because they can't afford to have this legislation pass and then see Republicans keep the state legislature. that, That would mean that other Republicans who are squishy on this issue might actually stand up and grow a spine so they're desperate to kill it now they're desperate to abort the legislation uh just like they are the kids and it doesn't look like it's going to work as long as people stand strong but be sure to tell your state legislator to support the fetal heartbeat legislation I want to tell you guys about an app I have fallen in love with. Uh, I'm so glad they sponsored the show. My buddy Jonathan Last uh, from the Sub Beacon recommended Calm to me a while back. And now my kids use it to help them sleep at night. I use it when I travel. Uh, it's just, it's a great app. Um, I'm very enthusiastic about it. Now you're wondering, what, what is this app? What, what is Calm? Well, it, you know, its it helps you relax. It can help you go to sleep. A lot of people just can't go to sleep when there's just absolute quiet. Calm actually can fill the background with relaxing music or with narration, with stories, with medi- guided meditation. Uh, really, really, really helpful to get you to go to sleep at night. Uh, really, really helpful when you just need to unplug for 20 minutes or so and you need to wind down. You just want to relax for a quick, you, you got a short moment, you got a breather at the office. Calm is the app for you. It really, really helps. Now, if you head to Calm.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, you'll get 25% off Calm premium subscription. It includes guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, and focus. It includes brand new meditations every day. They've got sleep stories that help you relax. You can head to the magical lavender fields of southern France with Stephen Fry. You can explore the moonlit jungles of Africa with Leona Lewis. They've even got soothing music and more. So right now... My listeners get 25% off a Calm Premium subscription at calm.com slash eric. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash E-R-I-C-K. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash eric. Get calm. Stop stressing. Go to sleep. Hello there. It's Eric Erickson here. Yes, the vice president's on the move. Uh, I've got the map up for traffic as well. Y'all need to stick here. Remember, we have people in helicopters. who can see where the traffic is and is not, and no one else in the city does. So value add for you by listening to WSB. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Mary, you are up next. Welcome to the program. Hi there. Mary. Oh, hello. I'm sorry. That's all right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm driving in traffic along with everybody else. Oh, God bless you. Listen, Eric, I just wanted to say that I think you are so on point. And there, there are just a couple of reasons, you know, points I wanted to make. I really feel like the abortion bills that we're seeing now, the heartbeat bills, one passed in Mississippi, I think, today. Um, are a direct result of, and I hate to say the Democrats, but I'll say the radical left and what they did in New York City. Yes, Um, New York and Virginia. Oh, yeah. I think there's really, and I don't even want to say Democrats and Republicans, I think there's actually a silent majority of people who are appalled at that. Mm -hmm. And I think you're right. The polls show that people are not okay, we're not going to get into a debate about it, but we're going to support what's going on because we see what happened there and how just ridiculous that was. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think you are spot on. I think the Democrats, the I should, again, the radical left shot themselves in the foot. Hey, hey, Mary, I I,
1: I, got to stop you there, I'm afraid, because I was doing bad clock management and have to get out of here. But thank you. Yes, you're right. I I do think it's in response to that and got some more thoughts on that and the education bill moving through the uh, state legislature when we come back. I just real quick, uh, we, we got real news we got to talk about. Uh, but I got a number of people who last night I, I played some audio in the four o'clock hour uh, from a YouTube channel woman who. Says basically uh, women should not be treated kindly if they give birth. Uh, particularly stay-at-home moms should not be treated as good people because they're ruining the planet. And people are like, is this real? What what are these people? So I I did digging. Um this this lady's name is Lynn McGonigal. She has a YouTube channel. This is the cable access back in the day. Came up in a meeting earlier today. I just, y'all, I'm I'm fascinated by people who put themselves out there like this on YouTube. Just just listen to this for just a moment just for your laugh for the day
2: hi friends in planet earth dating it's wednesday march thirteenth, two 2019 in both the lin life and the jamie body mind the authorized souls remain only child souls from the deeper denser dimensions who are trying to get to the light and all other souls from all other dimensions as long as the souls are already living by the many rules already given to the search for truth Community by wiser minds above all of us, and those rules include focusing on our own soul plans, each of us for ourselves, however we define ourselves. Every I, every me, every us, every we we are supposed to be focusing on living our own individual soul plans we're all spiritual beings having experiences of sentience in some dimension or another we define ourselves in some way or another and we come into these experiences of sentience with a plan, something we intend to accomplish.
1: I, I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. So they, they do these hand gestures where they're reaching up and, and I don't, what, what are they doing? And I finally, I, I read someone asked a comment, like, why are you doing this? You? Because we have electromagnetic fields and they're reaching into another dimension and they're, they're trying to get the electromagnetic fields that emanate from us in sequence with the angelic dimension. Duh, duh, duh. Yes, friends. I find this stuff so you don't have to. Now we need to move on to the president uh, saying the United States should recognize Israeli sovereignty over the Golan. I was driving back, had a meeting today up in Athens. And by the way, I drove through Bostwick. I love that area up there. Ray and Bostwick and oh my goodness gracious, everything was in bloom. It's so gorgeous. And the little creeks, you can just walk through the pastures and get straight down into the creeks. Uh, It just, it's so beautiful up there. The Madison area, my goodness, I'm jealous of people who live in Madison. It's so pretty. But so I'm driving through there and I turn on the news because I got to do show prep. I'm in this meeting all day. I got to got to drive in uh, to do the show. Like, well, I better figure out what is the big news. And everyone's talking about the president. The president got on Twitter today and he tweeted out, quote, uh, the Golan Heights is of strategic and of critical, strategic and security importance to the state of Israel and regional stability. He wants us to to recognize Israeli control over the Golan Heights. And of course, people in the media are outraged and they claim the president disrupted six decades of American foreign policy by doing this without consulting anyone. Which, by the way, is the same thing they said about the president moving the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, that, oh, he didn't consult our allies. Turns out none of it's true. Now, first, you probably need to understand what the Golan Heights are. The Golan Heights are a plateau area of the Syrians that overlooks Israel and had been used for years to launch attacks on Israel and basically to have snipers and others firing down onto Israeli positions uh, from these heights. And The Israelis stormed the Golan Heights, very famous battle, took them and have held them for years. And it's considered disputed territory. The Syrians claim them. Uh, Israel has not disputed that it's actually Syrian land, but they've refused to give them back because so often uh, the land has been used uh, to wage war and kill Israelis. Well, it's no secret Benjamin Netanyahu is in the fight for his life for re-election, and it is n- undoubtedly true that the president did this to try to help Bibi Netanyahu. But if we're really honest, uh, he's the one of a long line of presidents, including Barack Obama, who has tried to meddle in Israeli elections in favor of a preferred candidate. It was Barack Obama, let's not forget, who sent his campaign team to Israel to help uh, the the uh, was it the Labor Party in Israel try to beat Likud uh, run by Benjamin Netanyahu they they were opposed to Netanyahu and they tried to stop him from winning election the first time and he won despite Obama's interference uh, Netanyahu has always had very close ties to conservatives in the United States he's cultivated the relationship with American conservatives he has benefited from that relationship and the president is benefiting him now with this uh, there is no mistake that this is a political issue designed to help Netanyahu. There's no reason to dance around it. But there's also no reason to pretend that this is unique. Uh, This is not unique. Uh, Again, a precedent started by Barack Obama amplified by Donald Trump. Precedents matter. I honest to goodness, though, thought We already recognize the Golan Heights as territory controlled by Israel. I I did not realize that we had not. The media today saying this was unheard of, the president disrupting foreign policy. It's not actually true. There has been legislation pending in the United States Congress for multiple years to do this. In fact, the latest round of the legislation was offered by Ted Cruz, Tom Cotton, and Lindsey Graham. And it's been winding its way through the Senate. There is bipartisan support, actually, in the House and the Senate to do this. And for a number of years, this has been supported. A number of uh, Arab Arab allies in the Middle East are not opposed to it, despite what you may hear. Egypt and Saudi Arabia and Jordan are not opposed to it. And the reason they're not opposed to it is because they're not allies with Syria. They're closer to Israel than they are to Syria. So while they may not be able to come out and say, it publicly because of the uh, issues with their populace and uh, Palestinian refugees and immigrants in those areas, they're not really opposed to it. The larger point here is that you wouldn't get a lot of what I've just told you from the American media coverage today. And that's disappointing because I'm not making this up. This is all true. The legislation, you can see it for yourself. You can see the history for yourself. You can go into the congressional archives and see the history. You can go into the congressional record over years and see bipartisan support for recognizing the Golan Heights as as Israeli. You can see that Arab countries, Jordan, uh, Saudi Arabia, and Egypt, have in the past expressed their support for Israel maintaining this land, even if they didn't want to go so far as to publicly acknowledge Israel should actually treat it as Israeli territory. You can see all that stuff for yourself. The point is that you would never get that From the media today, they were so single-mindedly obsessed with the narrative that the president changed foreign policy without consulting with anyone and did so by Twitter, and that it was irresponsible, you would not know that this has long been considered. The president did, in fact, reach out to and have discussions with bipartisan groups in Congress, uh, the Israeli delegation to the United States, the prime minister's office, and we're now seeing this evening uh, Mike Pompeo, the secretary of state, saying that, yes, uh, this was not done spontaneously by the president, but there had been forethought put into it. None of that over the course of the first three or four hours of that tweet coming out, you would have ever gotten from the media that is what is wrong with the american media right now in feeding this trump derangement syndrome that there are people who cannot abide any criticism of the president i got it yesterday when i was when i was saying the president should have done what he did to john mccain you should have seen the phone lines light up in this place with people angry with me calling to defend the president for calling a dead man a traitor as if it does any good But the corollaries, there are also people who cannot give the president any credit. They passionately cannot admit the president did something right. They passionately cannot admit that the president made a sound judgment based on conversations with others because it doesn't fit their narrative of the president. And in this case, all he did was finally bring about implementing an American foreign policy objective that multiple presidents going back before Ronald Reagan have been willing to do. He finally did it. And for some reason, the media wants to portray him as the bad guy for doing it. You know, Harry's is kind of cool because they advertise on my radio show and they advertise for the podcast. Uh, Harry's is a great razor company. You can save money, particularly, you know, you're physically conscious, you're trying to save money, you're on a budget... Uh, You're in college, what have you, Harry saves you money, and you get a great shave. It's not like you're compromising a shave with Harry's. It's not like you're getting an inferior shave. You're actually getting a great shave. You're getting a five-blade shave. You're getting a shave that's cheaper than the Gillette Fusion Pro Shield, but is just as good, if not better. I mean, the founders of Harry's, they bought their own factory, and they make high-precision blades, It's just, uh, listen, I've been a Harry's customer for a number of years. If you've seen me on TV, you've seen my clean-shaven face. You've seen a clean-shaven face that was shaved with a Harry's razor. So, if you want Harry's razors, uh, join millions, 10 million who've tried Harry's. Claim your trial offer by going to harrys.com slash eric. You get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. You get a weighted ergonomic candle, a five-blade razor with lubricating strips, trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel. Travel Blade cover. Listeners of my show can redeem the trial set at harrys.com slash eric. Make sure you go to harrys.com slash eric to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. Why, hello there. It is time to go to the phones here on Atlanta's Evening News. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB-TALK. I want to go to Jerry in Johns Creek. Welcome.
0: Hello, sir. Hi there. I want to do uh, run a little something by you. Um, you know, there's been all this talk about
1: this Gwinnett County uh, transportation referendum and the one cent sales tax. You know, the uh, ten year rebuilding of 400. Uh, we have absolutely no long term
0: plan for the entire atlanta area um to to bring this all together um you know we're going to grow we're we're projected to grow uh top 5 in the country for the next 30 years the traffic is getting worse and worse we i mean where do we start? You're
1: the man, you're connected, you know <laughs> All right. So, So Jerry, let me tell you, There, believe it or not, there actually is some interconnected planning with the Department of Transportation. They have a master plan for the way the interstate should work, the way the, the major highways should connect into the interstates, and the way the uh, other roads should filter into the major highways that filter into the interstates. The problem is that it, it, it requires in many cases county involvement because some of the, the roads that filter into the major highways, they're county roads. They're not state roads. The problem there is that uh, we don't have a regional framework for transportation because we've tried in the past and voters rejected building regional uh, infrastructure plans. So it was rejected by voters regularly. Um, I think the original plan proposal was flawed, but nonetheless, uh, the DOT does actually do a pretty good job of coming up with some comprehensive projections and building out based on the projections, but the voters ultimately have to approve stuff at the local level, and most often in Atlanta, they say no. I just, I've got to read you something. Uh, This is just, it it, it makes me laugh, actually. Um, So, Serious Eats is a website I love, and they have a recipe for a homemade Chick-fil-A sandwich. Unraveling the mysteries of home cooking through science, they say. They wanted to duplicate the recipe. Um, So, this makes four sandwiches. It only takes 30 minutes of active time, uh, but it takes a total of six hours. You need kosher salt, sugar, two large boneless skinless chicken breasts split horizontally into four cutlets, two teaspoons of paprika, two tablespoons of black pepper, a half teaspoon of cayenne pepper, a teaspoon of MSG, a cup of milk, two large eggs, one and a half cups all purpose flour, two tablespoons powdered non fat milk, a teaspoon of baking powder, two quarts of peanut oil, four soft hamburger buns toasted in butter, and eight dill pickles. Sounds like a whole lot of trouble when you can just go to your local Chick fil A. Now, why do I bring this up? Well, the Huffington Post has a story out that. <gasps> Chick-fil-A's founders are still giving family money to conservative Christian organizations. And that means if you buy a bigoted chicken sandwich, you're supporting bigoted Christian organizations. Turns out they also hate the Salvation Army, like one of the best charities in the country where virtually every penny goes to actually helping the poor. Now they hate that one too, because it's Christian. Yes, the left today is circulating this this serious eats recipe that if you if you just have to have the Chick Fil A sandwich, here's a recipe where you can get the Chick Fil A sandwich without actually giving your money to Chick Fil A. It only takes six and a half hours with four chicken cutlets, some brine and pickles, and paprika and non fat powdered milk to do. It is a religion. It is a religion. Uh, it it is—you notice how in, in Christianity, one of the unique aspects of Christianity is that it changed the food laws. So in Christianity, where in Judaism there were certain foods you could not eat, just like in most major world religions there are foods you cannot eat, uh, in Christianity, the, arguably the only food you can't eat is the blood of animals, uh, reasons going back to the Noahic Covenant, and even among Christians, that's disputable. Some Christians say, no problem. I, I'm in the in the covenant Christian camp where you, you, you shouldn't eat blood of animals um, because that's what God told Noah, and I don't think you, that's even overruled by this change in the food laws. But nonetheless, that's a theological issue for the in-house Christian family. But otherwise, I, Christians are totally, you can eat shellfish, you can certainly eat a juicy, delicious, tasty pig, whether it's bacon or pork chops or ham for the holidays or ham on your say you can eat it. It's delicious. You can eat shellfish. You can eat crawfish. You can eat uh, catfish. You can eat whatever you want. And Major religions outside of Christianity all have prohibitions. Judaism does. Hinduism does. Uh, Islam does. There, there are things you cannot eat. And here comes the secular religion in the United States now saying there are certain things you can't eat. And one of those things is you can't eat Chick-fil-A. It's sinful, according to the secular left, to eat Chick-fil-A. So here's how you make the Chick-fil-A sandwich for yourself if you got six and a half hours and some non-fat powdered milk. It really is bonkers. It really is. It, it's why don't you just go to Chick Fil A, enjoy the enjoy. We're all sinners. Indulge in your sin of eating a tasty chicken sandwich with a pickle and two and two buttered buns. Uh, just I, you would think that the left would like a pickle between two buttered buns. Now to the phones we go. To Scott in Atlanta, you are up next. Welcome, Scott. Hello, how you doing, Eric? I'm great. How are you? And I have a quick question for you because
0: I really it really uh, confused me. It, is I voted on in Gwinnett on Tuesday, and the question on the ballot was so vague. and I didn't like it. I was wondering why they made it so vague.
1: Okay, so I had this question as well, and I only got vague nebulous answers., uh, my understanding, is that uh, the assumption is that if gwinnett county passed this tax there would be the this uh penny tax forever basically um but over time you you've got the you've got the railroad built you got the subway built you got the bus lane built you got the expanded lanes built and you got toll lanes built And the money's still coming in. Uh, You need something more than maintenance. The situation's, the population's still growing. So what do you do? Well, you can't bind yourself to super specific language because once those things are built and you've got the super specific language binding you, you got to have some flexibility to uh, continue to expand infrastructure there. And frankly, that was, I think, one of the downfalls of the, the referendum. I suspect based on the conversations I had with people who were calling the program. I do suspect that if they had a very precisely worded uh, referendum that made it clear that the tax would eventually go away and it would pay for certain these specific projects, probably more people would have voted for it. But they didn't ask me ahead of time. Uh, And I understand the difficulties of trying to shape this stuff and please all people. Um, I do think that ultimately uh, you're going to get MARTA into Gwinnett County. It's just going to take them longer than they wanted. Uh, But they probably could have handled this better to begin with. Hello there. The phone number, 404 one 1-800-WSB-TALK. Chick-fil-A, speaking of, they're buying 50 acres in northwest Georgia. Now, what exactly are they going to do with that? Well, a real estate project. Not necessarily something they want to talk about right now, but they purchased 50 acres of industrial land along I-75 near Cartersville, about 45 minutes north of Atlanta. And They don't want to say what it's for. New project coming soon, I got to tell you, one of the things that stands out to me in these Chick-fil-A stories is how they're winning, even with all the left-wing hate, and they're winning because the quality of what they serve is superior. The service is superior. The kindness of the staff is superior. The cleanliness of the stores is superior. So there are a lot of progressives who may feel guilty about going to Chick-fil-A, but they're still going because the experience is so good, the food is so good, everything about it is so good. Um, Quality counts, it shows, and they're winning this war. Interestingly enough, Jamie Dupree just texted me, said um, Kamala Harris coming to Atlanta this Sunday to campaign. Wonder if that has something to do with Stacey Abrams.
0: Hmm...